question was asked, can you please turn to Psalm 134? So the person quoted this and asked. Psalm 134. Oh. Can we read Psalm 134? Oh. Psalm 134. Where's this crazy moment? Verse 2. Verse 2. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's just. No, I was looking at Psalm 1.3.5. It's not difficult to find in three verses, right? Okay, so now, verse 2, right? They say, Now lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Okay, so you say, So the person asks, In charismatic churches, they all lift up their hands. When they pray and they sing and all that, why don't we do that? Because the Bible tells us that. Lift up our hands. Okay, so next week onwards, instead of the asterisk congregation stand, asterisk congregation stand and lift your hands. <laughs> do we do that? How come we don't do that? Okay, so now, lift up holy hands. Why don't we practice that? Is it wrong to lift up hands? It's in the Bible. Do you think it's wrong to lift up hands? Not to ask questions when I'm doing worship. Isn't it swearing? Huh? Swearing God. Lift up hands. No, lift up hands in the Bible always very often refers to prayer. Like, you know Moses, when they're fighting the battle, Moses' hand was lifted up. Then every time his hands go down, they lose the battle. Then they lift up his hand. God is trying to teach the people to pray. It's nothing to do with his hands, okay? If not, then after Moses, before Moses died, they should just chop off his head and bring his head everywhere. Right? Oh, this hand she'll be. It's definitely not that, right? It's about prayer. God said the moment Moses has dropped means prayer is not offered, they lose the battle. Okay, that's the point. So it's about prayer. So we said, when we pray, why don't we lift up hands? Do you know I lift up hands? Anyone notice? Every week I lift up my hands. You don't, you don't notice that. They want to close their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Then what's the point of me lifting up my hands? <laughs> you didn't see the power zapping. <laughs> no, you, know? you must point. Let the power zap into your eyes. I lift up hands. I lift up hands. No, sometimes one hands. I haven't tried two hands yet. Every week when I do the benediction. So lifting up hands is not wrong. Understand that. It's in the Bible. Alright, it's a sign of a sign of praying, of praying and conferring uh, blessing. That is, that, is, that is all it is. So, why don't we, shouldn't we, so shouldn't we lift up our hands as well? You want to lift our hands? Next one onwards. Why? Why don't we? It's in the Bible. The charismatic sing, they go waving, that kind of hand dancing, kind of waving. Uh, we don't lift up hands, not because it is wrong. We don't lift up hands because of its association. Understand the association of the modern worship. Understand that? Now, um, must we practice everything that is in the Bible? Well, it depends on how I know it depends, right? Greet each other 
<laughs> with a holy kiss. Right? Do we practice that? Is it in our culture? Do we practice that? We don't. We say, no, 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 we should, we should practice that. Okay? Um, we don't. What about, can you think of anything else? Huh? Oh, what about, what about a head cover? <coughs> if any woman leave her head uncovered, it is a shame. Oh, all a shameful woman the last, last few years. <coughs> How come you don't cover your head? When you go to America, there are many churches, they wear hat. A woman will cover their head. We were, Sharon and I were in, I can't remember, Canada, I think. Yeah. We went there, oops, this church covers head. You know? And then they have all the extra hats hanging in the ladies' toilet. Oh. Go in and pick your own hat. Alright? She would say, mm, I shall not wear. <laughs> or she we come back and say, from now on, we shall all wear. <laughs> Do we wear? No, we don't. But it's in the Bible, right? What about praying kneeling down? How did they pray in the Old Testament? This one they pray lifting up hands, right? You know in the Old Testament, whether they prayed in repentance, what do they do? Jennifer, what do you do when you pray when you repent? You remember the Old Testament, what do they do? Try this at home. No, don't. Okay? They put their face to the ground, and then what do they do? They grab sand, they grab dust, and then what do they do? They threw it all on themselves. Right? They gather dust, they threw it on themselves, and then they wear set cloth. That was also how they pray. So why don't we say we also should pray like that? From now onwards, I will have a, 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 a box of sand outside. Every time I come on prayer meeting, we should grab one dust. Outside. New bread up through on themselves. And our face must our face must grind into the carpet, you know? That's what they did. That's exactly what they did. Now, all these outward actions means nothing. Alright? God is talking about the act and the heart. Understand that? Sometimes they pray, sometimes they didn't pray, sometimes they put your face into the ground. Putting your face into the ground and throwing dust to yourself is, is telling God, Lord, I really humble myself before you. So does it mean every time we're humble, you must do that? No, right? So we don't do it. But what is this association that we don't do? Now, the important thing is this. Okay, this association. Let me read to you from their website. What they take lifting up of hands to me. Let me read to you. Right? Now, they say lifting up the hand is binding the enemy and releasing praise to combat the attacks. So, in, they say, this is from their website, www.charismamagazine.com slash spirit church ministry. They say lifting up of hands is binding the enemy and releasing praise. And then he says this. Now, lifting up burdens, that's what raising hands. And it releases glory into the atmosphere to combat demonic attacks. Now that is what they lift up hands for. I lift up my hand because I'm going to release glory. Release glory, all this glory is so bright, it's going to now combat demonic attacks so that we can enter God's presence. I actually had this friend, you know, he sent photographs out. And he sent photographs out and he said, you see, although in the photograph there are many circles, you know, like floating lights. They say we release all this power and glory into that, all these floating lights. Have you taken camera photos with your handphone and then got those little brown <laughs> reflection everywhere? You know what joke became in the, in the internet? They said I can recreate that anytime with my camera. 
know, so so they believe all these things are releasing certain power into the air. And they say, why they raise up hand? Now, he say they, they quote Isaiah 1916. He say, in the day when in the day that Egypt will in that day, Egypt will be like women and will be afraid and fear because the waving of the hand of the Lord of hosts. See, God of hosts will wave his hand and then all the enemy will cower, will, will, will cringe and fear. So they say, based on this verse, the waving of hands. We are Christians. Christ lived in us. You see, because Christ lived in you. So when you wave your hand, so now you know why they wave. Now when you wave your hand, because Christ is inside you, Jehovah is waving his hand. And then all the enemies will shrink. So this is why they do all these things. Um, so basically all this like more. Okay? So to them, they do it all because of this. Now if you want to raise our hands, it is not wrong. But because this is the belief, the understanding, and the why they're doing it in practices in church today, we don't associate and we don't give the wrong kind of idea and and, and worship staff. Understand that? To them, it's a worship staff. It's a staff. Because of their wrong doctrine of belief. So, is it necessary to wave our hand? No. It is not necessary. Okay? But it's necessary to pray. Is it necessary to pray? Necessary to pray. Necessary, necessary to pray with lifted hand? Necessary to pray with dust on our head? No. Okay? Not necessary. So, without, not to confuse, not to associate ourselves with that kind of worship concept, we don't. But if I see one of you lift up your hand, you might go say, sinner. <laughs> Cast him out of the church. Your own heart. But by and large, not necessary. Because if you want, if you keep insisting, I must lift my hand, I must lift my hand, then I say, from now onwards, I will ask someone to kiss your wife. <laughs> give a holy kiss. You say, no, that one I won't practice. Why? I'm jealous. <laughs> right? So then why you practice this? Why not that? Okay, so it's not the external thing. Okay, but if it is kiss, 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 it's the association and the problems associated with it. Now, that is their culture. Recently, I read this pastor in America, he married his congregation member as his second wife. So, if an existing wife, Marry his congregation member and she's pregnant. And then they show photo of the pastor, the original wife, and this pregnant new congregation member is his second wife. And they say, Oh, some of my congregation members don't like, some of them don't, don't, don't mind. And they say, But my wife is happy with it. And uh, certain days I, 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 with this wife, certain days I'm with that wife. And they're all very happy. And he said, How it started is this. Congregation member was away for a long time, and she came back very happy to see him. Then, as usual, every time they hug and kiss, right? So the pastor will stand up, hug and kiss, hug and kiss, hug and kiss, right? America is like that, right? So they hug and kiss, hug and kiss, then they go off, go off, so the pastor will hug and kiss. So he hug and kiss everyone. But for this one, he hug and kiss her. And then he, she hugged him back. And then they hug longer, and they kiss longer. And then over time, you, the more he hugged her and kiss her, and she hugged him and kissed him, the more they realized they like hugging and kissing each other. And then very soon they realize that they're in love. So they start getting married. See, a lot of problems, you know, in this hugging and kissing. Sometimes I don't understand. We are not Americans. We are not Jews. Why do we practice a lot? I mean, ladies, you want to hug and kiss each other, that's fine. I mean, close friends. Do I hug? I just hug Uncle Stephen Cheng just now. Alright? I just hug him because 
affection. You know, he, I'm so happy to see, despite his condition, he's here. I, I, I also empathize with his what? I hug him to comfort him. You know, to rub his back to comfort him. That's different, right? For nothing, I won't hug George. <laughs> you probably give me a punch. <laughs> So it's just a different culture, we don't do that. So sometimes you want to imitate or want to be like that. Right? Hug and kiss, hug and kiss. Right? Women come into church, hug and kiss the, the men. Men go, go to the house, hug and kiss. Like, we are Asian. <laughs> you know, we don't even want to shake hands with women very often. So no need to go and imitate and do all these things. Don't buy Bible say. Bible say, okay, Bible say that you always throw dust and ashes on your own head and have sackcloth ready at home to wear when you pray. Right? Okay, so understand that? So it's not all these external things. Not these external things. Okay, so now that is that answer. I hope the person gets that. So we are talk about fasting and prayer. Next, we talk about fasting and prayer. Any question? Yeah. Any question? No? Okay, 1.30. So we'll, we'll close here and meet the next time. Let us pray.